I mean, Doc could be a dick or you or we're you, live. you know, I know we're yeah. live. Doc could I mean, be a dick or you. You want it from the jump. Exactly what you want. All right, all right, I got it. Music, damn it. Came here to say, who wanted from the junk? Came here to say, exactly what you want. Came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah, we love you know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us. Yeah, the sports show. Hey, you ain't gonna open it? You ain't gonna open it? Open it. Come on. Yeah. 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 What is good, everybody? Good afternoon and welcome to the newest edition of the Your Sports Show. I forget what episode number this is. It's been so many episodes in our history. Matt Day. Episode 146. There we go. Episode 46. The episode where we forget the episode number. I think I kind of exaggerated a little bit, but welcome everybody to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, the Queen, Miss Tavia Regina. Hey, all hail the Queen. And I'm and I'm joined by um these two here. Uh executive producer. I'm executive producer. Give it up for Pete. Who gave me an extra 10 minutes to get ready? I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. And we have um, the DJ academics of our team. Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> Don't do that. We have <laughs> Mr. Do Miller. I feel some type of goddamn way. Who is academics even? I know Nobody he's a bitch. He is a bitch. And a Dre, Dre is not here again today. So. On assignment. On assignment. So I I know I normally moderate in Dre's absence, but I'm gonna turn it over to Matt today. Me? Yeah. Hey. Me? Yeah, you. So hey. uh, I'm I'm the moderator. So that means I can't argue with you guys today. That's dope. I'm, I'm you like can. you can. Oh. All right, all right. You I'll can. take it. I'll take it. You can argue. First, first things first. I know all the scuttlebutt has been about. You know this this interview that happened on the JJ Reddick podcast with Ben Simmons, and he goes into detail, all right, about his what the hell? Oh, how you just gonna pop up like that? Hey, big headed ass, just just popping up and shit. So does that mean <laughs> I moderate now, being that Dre here? No, you can still moderate. You're still moderating. Dre is only here temporarily, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Welcome to the show. Big baby, the soul of RB. Well, I don't know where he got that name from, but yeah, back to what I was saying. Ben Simmons was on the what's that? I forgot the name of that. Uh, what is it? One man in the old, some shit of another with JJ Reddick's podcast. And he pretty much goes into detail of his time on the Philadelphia 76ers, which he goes in details and says it was an incredible time. He just was going through, like, you know, mental health issues. He didn't get the help that he wanted, you know, and he felt the way that Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers threw him under the bus as far as that, you know, that playoff series with the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young and him passing up the passing up the ball. So with that being said, Shaq also had responded to it, and he basically said to the, to the degree of man the fuck up, Everything that you're saying is an excuse. That's such a toxic narrative that people give, and it's so sad. But go ahead, keep going. But yeah, pretty much he's 
being the old man pretty much gatekeeping. So with that being said, um, I'm not sure if Pete, have you heard the um you heard the back and forth between Ben Simmons and what he said on that podcast and what Shaq said? I mean, I heard I heard a little bit of it. It's the old man and three podcast hosted by JJ Reddick. You know, um listen, I I don't want to call it gatekeeping what Shaq did, but this is a very common narrative in communities of color, right? Especially when it comes to men in communities of color, right? We are not allowed to show weakness. We are not allowed to be weak of mind or weak of body or, or, or this and this and this. And, and it creates this, we talk about like this culture of patriarchy and, and toxic masculinity and things like that. And we want to break that down. But then at the same time, we have people like Shaq continuing to put it on a pedestal. Right, this idea of toxic masculinity and, and and patriarchal behavior, where it's like the man has to be the powerhouse. The man, you're not allowed to have emotions. You're not allowed to feel, right? Um, and this is what causes issues. Like you have so many players in the NBA of Shaq's era and before Shaq's era, like a Dennis Rodman, like a Ron Artest, who have spoken about after they've left the league and as they got older about the struggles that they had with mental health the struggles they had with body image and all these other things. You know, you, you think maybe if they thought that seeking mental help and getting help for these issues wasn't going to be something they were ridiculed for, that they would do it. We see this with people in the military as well. There are people in the military who are lit, who it's literally told to you, if you go and seek mental help, it is a negative mark on you on your career record. And they look at you differently. They look at you as less than. You don't get selected for missions. You don't this, you don't that, right? And so we want these people to keep all this toxicity inside them. And then we wonder why people have negative reactions later. We, we, we wonder why people suffer from even worse psychological conditions later or snap or have things happen to them or others around them, right? Like it's because of these of these toxic toxic ideas that we continue to promote and listen what ben simmons said was that he wanted to get back on the court for the 76ers even after his original threat to never play for the 76ers again and he spoke about a time at practice where he was kicked out by coach doc rivers for being quote a distraction because simmons declined several times to substitute in for a drill and this was right before that he was suspended for con conduct detrimental to the team. And he said that he spoke to Doc prior to practice and said, listen, mentally, I'm not ready. Please just understand that. And Doc said, well, I'm going to put you in anyway. You know, and, and that's a problem. That's that same mindset that Shaq brought to this argument, too. Right. That's Whoa. that problem. So suck it up. Suck it up. Rub some dirt in it. Don't cry. Right. Like, like this is this is the problem. And y'all wonder why men grow up and be sociopaths. Right. Right. That part. And, and the fact of the matter is, listen, I got a lot of respect for Shaq. And I usually agree with a lot of things that Shaq says, but I can't with this one because at the end of the day, Shaq came out and said, oh, I had to deal with tough things like that. Brother, you never, ever in your career in the NBA had to deal with something like that. Because I when you were in Orlando, when you was in Orlando, drafted by Orlando, you were the savior. They handled you with kid gloves. Okay. Even though it was a different era, they handled you with kid gloves. Okay, maybe when you were in college, you got run a little hard, but everybody gets run hard in college. By the time you got traded to the Lakers, you were a megastar. And you had Mr. Psychology Today himself, Mr. Probably on Psychedelics, Phil Jackson, okay, over there with his like 
karma and me and the mantra and the meditation and the, you didn't have to deal with that. So I'll guarantee you if you had mental health issues or struggles while you were in LA, Phil Jackson found some receptive and holistic ways to help you through that. Phil Jackson didn't give you the tough love. Well, you got to get in anyway. You got to this and this, that anyway. And if he did at that point, you had enough star, star power behind you to say, no, I'm not doing it. Let, let's not sit here and act like Kobe and Shaq didn't make the decisions on the Lakers. People didn't make decisions for them. They made decisions for not other with people. Phil Jackson at the helm. I think with Phil Jackson at the helm, you kind of have to balk a little bit and let him take the reins because of his pedigree. And yeah, I but Shaq said no. Yeah, Shaq but that's, that's bullshit. Today. Well, we know that's bullshit because at the end of the day, that team did not get along at all. That's not at, really all. at all. They didn't appreciate each other until they stopped playing with each other. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But it's a toxic mindset, uh, like Pete, like you're saying, and I really definitely agree with it. I mean, when someone is saying, this is, what, this is why I was always hesitant to jump on the Ben Simmons is a bitch bandwagon. Because if somebody say, look, I'm suffering. My head isn't right. No matter how pedestrian you may feel their problems are, it is not your place to tell somebody that they're not struggling. It's not your place to compare your issues to someone else's issues. Because what make what may make me stronger may kill you. Facts. And that's okay because we're two different people. And like you're saying, it's two different eras, two different generations. And then we wonder why men feel so lonely feel so isolated, feel so misunderstood because there's this there's this stigma that if you are a man, you're not allowed to feel. You're just only allowed to protect and provide for your own and for yourself. And Ben Simmons, you know, he faced a lot of backlash for not playing. You get what I'm saying? And I know that, especially like Pete said, in communities of color, you know, we learn this, you know what, life sucks, get up anyway. Oh, life sucks? Okay, life sucks for me too. What you want me to do about it? I still get up and I still show up. You know, we all fall into that kind of a, that little unsympathetic type of mindset sometimes. And sometimes we need to pause and take a second that we are all going through our own storms and tribulations and trials. And I feel like Shaq, if you, you should know better at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like you have kids in this era who has who may need that type of empathy from you, and he was raised by a military dad, yeah. so I kind of get that. You know, suck it up, toughen up. I get that, and in some ways, we all gotta toughen up. You get what I'm saying? But because life is gonna tap that ass, and life right. always and life always wins. Yes, it does. Life always wins. It's just you have to be strong enough to to. To you, it's not about being strong enough. You just have to make it through a day. That is all. One day at a time, and I don't think it's fair. And I don't think it's it's. Uh, I don't think anybody who's not in his inner circle, who knows his inner workings, should be commenting on commenting on his mental health. And I'm not surprised about um, Joel Embiid's immaturity. That to me has always been the 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 only block from me to Joel Embiid because I've seen for years 
immaturity in the face of where he needs to he get yeah, his on the court leadership ability has improved dramatically over the years and I'll get tip my hat off to that but off the court you have to be a leader just as much as as the other and if what if god forbid his mental health drove him to suicide then what then what type of conversation will we be having right now that's a fact everybody I, I, on the the Ben wagons oh the Ben Simmons wagon oh you know rest in peace and you know mental health all love and all that bullshit man I raised you that one thing, and I can say that as far as the Ben Simmons aspect, he got a lot of the blame for that series loss and not realizing that they lapsed on defense a good portion of that series. They were up a lot of those games, and Atlanta rallied back and pulled out a W in a lot of those games. So, I mean, for Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid to just get up there and just say, well, we could have gotten two or three and we only got one. So, I mean, that could have been the reason why we lost. I mean, that was like, like Tavia said, that was not holding yourself accountable. That was you throwing another man under the bus. So, I mean, with that being said, Dre, what you think about um the Ben Simmons and Shaq dynamic, man? Um, so first, I'd like to publicly apologize to Ben Simmons because, for one, I was one of the people I wasn't completely on the same wave Shaq was, but I was questioning some of his movements based on because of how he was moving. Like sometimes he like like I get it I understand we all a lot of us have mental health issues, but the way it was coming off it was coming off more as if he just didn't feel like being there for whatever reasons that is his reason that we don't know and it's not our responsibility to be the people who judge him for it so first of all I have to publicly apologize to him second of all Shaq was out of line and the reason being is the old school mindset doesn't work in the new school because that's why y'all had so many crazy players back then taking each other's neck off and, and doing all types of crazy stuff because they had nobody to speak to about their issues so instead of speaking about your issues you take it out on the next person on the court which is why i believe the errors are so different people now are saying oh this error is soft no this error is more conscious of everything that was going on yeah. And these players want to play longer. The average NBA career at one point in time was only like five to seven years. Yeah. Now, now these players are playing longer, longer than about, about 20 years into their career. But Shaq went above and beyond as Shaq does. And Shaq is one of my favorite players ever. But the way he talks about certain players sometimes is too much. Yes, Shaq is in media. But his and I know his responsibility, quote unquote, is to protect players. But it's also his responsibility is also not like shit on players. When someone's saying they're going through something, respect it. If you're that's your LSU brother, hey, I'm with you. I got you. Whatever you need. Like he came off like Skip Bayless came off when Dak Prescott was talking about his mental issues. And that's what Ben Simmons was saying too. He said like basically like. Y'all responsibility as former players, y'all are supposed to help us out on a personal aspect. We get that y'all are analysts now, so y'all gotta y'all gotta say y'all comments as far as what's going on in the game. But when it get when it comes down to the personal aspect, have our back. And he's not wrong for feeling that way. It's a brotherhood in the, in, in all honesty. Absolutely, absolutely not wrong. And you're looking for your quote unquote older brothers for guidance and advice, but when they're like. Ah, nah, man up and be okay. That's exactly what Tay just said. 
That's why we have sociopaths. That's why we have all types of crazy men out here doing whatever the hell they're doing because they have nobody to speak to. Yeah. And they just want to do bitch ass shit. They're like, yeah. And, and people, and people, and people, like the thing is, you know what I don't like about this? It's like the lack of accountability across different layers of this. Because, yes, the NBA is supposed to be a brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? But in all essence, no one owes you anything. Right. You're, I mean, you're you're one hundred percent right, but again, if you can sit there and go, and this is what Shaq said, even though Pete says technically he didn't really have to go through anything, again, everybody's path and everybody's story, they have some similarities, but never one hundred percent the exact same. So whatever affects Ben Simmons will not affect Shaq to that degree. Whatever affects affects Shaq probably won't shake or make or break Ben Simmons. So I won't necessarily say that Shaq didn't face hardships in his career. But you saying that you face hardships in your career, you should have that mindset of being a little bull, a little bit more sympathetic to people that are going through their own individual hardships. Not saying that it's a necessity or you're like you're supposed to do it, but like if you went through it, you should understand it a little bit more and realize some people are not Somebody, some people may not have grown up the same way that you've grown up. So how you handle certain things, they're may, they may not be able to handle it the same way. They have their own path of how they deal with certain things. But we also got to so, remember this is the programming, right? This is where we have to we have to work on deactivating the programming of the generations prior, right? Because yeah. again, what was the stigma? Listen, everybody knows. And if everybody and people who don't, they don't know now, you know, I'm a teacher. I work with middle school age children, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. That's the worst age. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, but you know, when I talk to parents about, hey, you know, we need to get your child some supports, you know, that means an IEP, right? So most parents automatically go IEP, that means special ed. That means my kid's got a stigma. My kid's going to be stigmatized. My kid is this, my kid is that. Because of the programming of those previous generations of what that meant, right? And we have to help break that down. And we and Shaq's in a position to help break that down, to help break those stigmas, to help say, listen, no, this isn't what the way we, we handle these things anymore. We handled it a certain way back then, but that doesn't mean we should be handling it this way now. We have to find better ways to handle it because the ways we handled it back then was not healthy. And now, uh, Tay, you said uh, we were talking about this in, the, in our private chat earlier in the week. The NBA is talking about in the next collective bargaining agreement allowing for 18-year-olds to be able to come into the league again. You really think if we're continuing this idea of toxicity where mental health is not prioritized and making sure that players are in the right spaces, not only physically but mentally, that we're gonna be that we're gonna have a league that 18 year olds are gonna be able to be able to be successful in. 17 now. Right, 17, 18 year olds. Like, come on. I know I have 17 year olds in the high school connected to the middle school that I teach at. I have 17 year olds that you're just like, you are still light years away from any type of adult mindset. Oh, hell yeah. 
And now you want to give these kids millions of dollars and, and, and put them in, in a place where essentially you now have to learn how to grow up and do things on your own, manage on your own, live this life where we have this like lavish lifestyle on top of perpetuating some of the worst stereotypes of what a man should be through hip hop and the real world <laughs> in the NBA. You want to hear something funny? It's funny that you say man stereotypes and breaking generation curses because this is what we about to do right now. <sighs> Today's topic is something I don't even really want to talk about because in my mind, black men don't cheat. But no more. Oh, I didn't remove this motherfucker from my screen. <laughs> but with that being said, today's topic, we're going to start off with the Boston Celtics suspending their head coach, Ime Adoka, for a year. The biggest topic of the week. For an improper relationship. Wait, wait, wait. Overcame the welfare queen story. No, no, hold up. Hold up, Matt. You didn't lead with the right headline. Before we even get there, how did this story overtake Freaking Brett Favre. We're getting there. The welfare queen that Republicans have portrayed black women to be for the past 40 years. I'm going to start it. Let me me start. Hold up, Pete. Let me start it off. I got a a proper answer for that. This is what. Matter of fact, fuck it. We're going to double whammy this shit. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Pete. Pete. Let me double whammy this shit because I'm feeling some type of way. I might as well just go ahead. I oh, didn't want to do it. it I didn't want to do it, but I feel some type of fucking way about this shit. Because for generations, we're not going to pretend like this shit does not happen in other fucking organizations. And you don't even hear about it in the media or in the headlines like you're hearing about it this like you're hearing about it this week. I feel some type of fucking way, and I really feel it has racial bias to it. I feel like this either you got something that you ain't saying. Or you really are just trying to throw this man out in the fucking street and try to downplay everything that you guys are doing. Like, Boston ain't fucked up. They're fucked up, too. We're not going to sit here and and try to make it seem like what Ime Adoka did was was right. It's 100%. It was disgusting. It's disgusting. And learning more about it. um, At first, I was like, I thought that the punishment could have been a little bit severe. But after learning a little bit more about, you know, how egregious it was, I have to walk back. If you make Matt Barnes walk back his defensive view, you have to be in some serious hot water. And if I'm, if let me tell you something too, let me be honest with you. And Matt, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I feel like it was really, it didn't have to be this messy. But you know, if I'm putting myself in a person's shoes in that organization and you banging my wife, I'm telling everybody. I, I, so so there's, everyone. Matt, there's two reasons. There's there's two issues with this. First off, you buried sexual harassment and it came with sexual harassment thing too. Well, there's all of that. But, but Matt, you But then why say consensual? Why say consensual? They've been you, saying that all week. It was consensual. 
You like, buried the lead, Matt. You buried the lead. The reason why this has dominated the airwaves. The reason why this has been the most talked about story on Black Twitter. You on Black Twitter? Of course, man. Of course, I'm. There's a Black Twitter. It's the greatest. There's a Black Twitter. Twitter. I didn't. I just didn't know you was on it. Well, you know, dark web, Black Twitter. I'm on a bunch of stuff. I mean, that's interesting. Go ahead. Right. You buried the lead line of the story. The lead line of the story is not Celtics suspend coach for a year over affair with employee. No, 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 no. The headline is dumbass cheated on me long. I still can't get over that. That's the headline. That's the story. I'm That's not even I'm not even hit about that. Well, no, no, I think I'm, I cheated I'm, on. I'm, 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 I cheated on. I'm still you upset about that. Cheating I'm upset has, about all that. I'll be honest with you too. Cheating has nothing to do with looks. Oh, this is true. This is true. This is true. Any man that ever cheated on me, never cheated on me with anybody that looked better than me, had more than me. Why do women, why do people do that? Now, please understand, understand this. So the people who don't know what's been going on. It's true. It's true, though. You know, Udoka. I never, any of my exes or that, that never had an upgrade. Now I look like, oh, okay. I see you, sis. Never. Are we talking about financials or are we talking about body shape? We talking about every, everything. We talking about 360. You talking about the total package. We talking about body, <laughs> body, mind, and soul. Right. So, so here's the thing. Right? So, body, mind, and soul. I just can't wrap my head around it. For people who don't know. Total package. Right? I'm Lex Luger out this bitch. That's what she basically said. Nia Long, Nia Long and, and, and Ime Udaka have been dating for since 2010. So 12 years. Lucky bastard. They got engaged. <laughs> they got engaged. Mind you, they are engaged in 2015, and they have a 10-year-old son. Now they had that anymore. Another thing that came out is that Nia Long was blindsided. Okay, because, hold on. Udoka kept her in the dark about the affair, even though the team had already busted him months ago. Apparently, the team busted him back in late June. Early July, yeah. and that's when they started the investigation. And, and he Nia continued, and he continued with it. And Nia Long did not know about it literally until the story broke into the public stratosphere. So he kept her in the dark, even as they were investigating him. Now, the second reason why this is a major thing, right? And Tavia was talking about this, and and this goes back to what we brought up about Boston all the time. We, we talked about this when, when Bill Russell passed away. We talked about Boston being the last bastion of the white city, right? The white northeast city, like the great white hope of Boston. No, right? no say the all. It's the only. Right. 100% the only. Now, here's what happened. You have a black head coach who made a white man into a cuck. That's what happened. And the white man was just like, I am. I cannot take this. I I cannot stand for this. We must suspend the coach. And again, it. okay, it does not help that he is a black man. It also does not help that, by the way, everybody on Twitter and social media, the the the, the very innocent woman whose pictures you have been circulating on social media is not the woman, right? So can we please stop? Can we please? The black girl, right? Right. That is not the woman. 
right? So can we please stop ruining this young lady's life, right? Secondly, you know, you out here, look, let's just say what it is. You had some white woman who was just like, my old white husband don't do it for me. The coach is fine. I'm going to go over here and get me some. You got to relax. I'm going to go over here and get me some. And she was getting double D down. Oh, okay. my God. She was getting double D down with the full court press. This is the second okay. week in a row we're talking about dicks now. This is this she, is getting uncomfortable. She, she was getting double D down in Celtics green on the full court press. Oh, my God. Okay. And, and all of a sudden, old white husband found out. And he was just like, oh, I cannot have this. I cannot have my wife publicly embarrassing me. By sleeping with the coach. Tell you like the Shakespeare voice that he's got going on? It's, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Can't, it, Go ahead. It, it cannot happen. So let me go to my white owner and my white GM and let's launch an investigation because I bet you it was not proposed as this. Listen, my wife is cheating on me with the coach. It's no, my, the coach is fucking around with my wife. I mean, Pete, I like it when you Both get all people in this situation are complicit. Both 100%. people are complicit. At 100%. The end of the and every company, every company has an HR policy. Okay. Every company has an HR policy that you, are not, that you are not allowed to be in a relationship okay, with you know someone what? who is either your boss or your underling. I don't think you got the update. Oh, yeah, okay. more. I was getting into that. There's more to it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's more to, more to that. Oh. What made what made them suspend him was that he was sexually harassed. He he basically harassed this girl into getting into a relationship with him. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sexual harassment and made unwanted comments towards this woman, right? And created a hostile work environment for other employees. So now, while you can't fire him right now because the investigation has to completely unfold, and then there's other employees and other implications, but it was more than one woman. It was a few women. Let's be real. It's been a cycle of behavior. So he was slanging. He was slanging. Boy, he was slanging dick all through the Boston, them Boston streets. It wasn't even crazy. But my thing about it is, like I said, from my initial outburst from it is, again, this is this is a generational thing. This happens in a lot of companies and organizations, and they keep it in house for some well, reason. He did. He certainly this did. this wasn't kept in house. They blew this shit up. This became the talk of the week. And again, poor Nia Long, poor that lady that 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 black Twitter blasted, and she wasn't even the, the the woman that apparently was you know the you know the victim in all of this. Well, not really the victim if this if it's consensual. Part of it was consensual, from what I heard. My whole thing is what I didn't like is I don't know if any of y'all saw the press conference from from the Boston Celtics with, with Brad Stevens and the other guy I forgot his name, but. Basically, there they they just suspended him for a year. I think they took like a great portion of his salary. Um, and again, they haven't fired him. They haven't even made that decision to fire. The only him. reason they haven't fired him is they don't want another team to pick him up. 
So That's yeah, let, but yeah, let's trash his name for a good year, so then that his career is over. Right. You know because since they reported it, since they reported it as a consensual relationship, and all the reports that have come out have said that it was a consensual relationship with a team employee. Yeah. If they fire him, another team may be like, listen, we could we could revitalize this man's career. This man just took a Boston Celtics team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs all the way to the NBA Finals. We want him on our team. And that's what the Boston Celtics don't want. The Boston Celtics, the only reason they suspended him, by the way, the longest suspension ever for a sitting head coach, okay, is because they don't want another team to hire him. That's why. Um, I don't think so. I don't think the investigation is over yet. And I think that it, um, I think this, I don't think he should get hired again. This is crazy. To me, it's not, okay. At first, I was on the whole wave with everyone else. I even went so far as to say, you know, I'm very pro-woman, very anti um, all that stuff, right? And for me to say, to backtrack and be like, look, first of all, like, I mind my business, right? Like, what goes on in your relationship, what goes on in your, that's, that's, that's your business. If she wants, if Nia wants to forgive him and also, that's her business, right? But this shows an abuse of power in a way, an abuse of resources as well. I mean, my whole thing is, I, like, we can go back and forth with a lot of things on, that went wrong with this situation. Like I said, I don't like the fact that it got, it got, like, it got released the way that it got released. He's being, he's being suspended pending of, of whether or not he even returns as a coach. You said consensual, but then now you're hearing reports that it's sexual harassment. It's either which, which one is the real story. It could be both. It could be both. But again, the fact that it's so granular and you don't really know what really happened don't you think all the facts should have been all the ducks in the row of the facts should have been put together before it was a lot of this together. shit happened we knew about that they knew about this since june they knew about it since june but then you're saying consensual and, and then you're even, saying harassment hold on hold on if they i feel like all right if this if they were like if they told him he was under investigation since june that means they found out stuff since during the NBA season last season. Yeah. And didn't and I feel like the reason why it got leaked is because it has a domino effect on more than one person. I don't think if it was in a one affair, it would have made no, it I'm, I'm pretty sure there's more. I'm not gonna hold There's several more. And you know more, more people will come out the woodwork. Yeah. But by the way, let's just say it on the public platform. Neil Long, call Matt. Please do. Call BK Pat Neil Long. Neil Long. He just, will, just, BK Matt will show you a, a, a romantic and great time. I love Nina from Love Jones. You don't, you don't even know. I still watch that movie. I loved her from Big Mom from Big Mama. Boy, Sherry. Ooh. Ooh. I got boys in the hood. Oh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. kind of messed that up for me. He made it undesirable. Cuba Gooding Jr. messes up a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah. Let's talk a little baseball. Ab Albert Pujols with his 700. Pete, how you I'm doing? Gonna Aaron, listen, I'm going to let Aaron Judge finish the season, but this the man right here. This the man right here. There's only been four, three players previously in Major League Baseball history to hit more than 700 home runs. Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron. 
Wait, you count Barry Bonds? Because you know well, you're he a did hit more purist. than 700. But you're, but you're a baseball purist. He hit so more you're than it? But you're counting it. Is what you're telling I count me. It. Oh, oh, okay. Tay, mark this shit down. The he record to it. me is 70. The, the record to me is Barry Bonds. No, oh, no, no. Okay. Here's my All thing. Right. Listen. I do, up. Listen, no. I'm going to say it straight up. I do not hold, okay, we do not know how many of the players in Major League Baseball were on steroids and who wasn't. We only know no. the ones that were caught or the ones who admitted to it, right? And the only reason why the MLB decided to make a big thing about it is because people started asking questions. Well, wait a minute. Why is he hitting 73 when everybody was never hitting more than 60? Why are these numbers going up, right? And so the MLB decided it wanted to clean house. But the MLB wouldn't have cleaned house if there weren't questions. They were loving the ratings. They were loving the record attendance. They were the loving money. the record revenues. They the were money. loving all of it. The money. The money. Okay. No, no, no. Say the money. Yeah, the popularity, the money. The money. And at the end so, of the day, yeah. one of the most one of the most shared clips, okay, and one of the greatest at-bats you'll ever see is Eric Gagne, okay, Cy Young winning relief pitcher for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, who we found out ended up being on steroids, against Barry Bonds in San Francisco. And it was a great, great at-bats. We don't know who was and who wasn't. There may be people who we will never know may have been, but just flew under the radar for a lot of time. So, yes. Barry Bonds did steroids. Should he have done it? No. Was he a Hall of Famer without them? Of course. But the record is what the record is. If you want to put an asterisk next to it, go right ahead. But at the end of the day, let my man Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Stop bullshitting. Anyway. <laughs> Albert Pujols had two home runs last night, Friday night, uh, September 23rd, against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Home runs number 699 and 700 to become only the fourth man in the history of baseball to hit 700 home runs. He likely has a he has a couple more games to likely add to that total. You know, there, there's obviously, you know, he won't pass Ruth. You know, he he won't pass Ruth. Ruth, I believe, has 714. Yeah, 714. Barry is 762. Aaron has 755. Ruth has 714. And now Pujols at 700. Alex Rodriguez uh, had 696. The, the, the next active player on the list is all the way back at 506. And that's Miguel Cabrera, who's likely going to retire either this year or next year. Did he freeze? He froze. It's that Bronx, that's that Bronx Wi-Fi Swift. <laughs> 175 home runs you know so you know to see Albert Pujols do this to break 700 home runs you know like I have seen Pujols entire career and I was so happy that he did it in a Cardinals uniform because a lot of people may remember that Pujols spent the last couple of years in his career as a member of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim after leaving St. Louis um, I'm really, really glad that he was able to go back to St. Louis to finish his career, and he was able to reach this milestone in a St. Louis Cardinals jersey. We have legitimately watched history. We didn't get to watch Babe Ruth. Our generation didn't watch Aaron. We did watch Bonds, but a lot of us did not see the early ages of Bonds, right? We saw the later ages of Bonds yeah, in San Francisco, and he was really matching home runs. There are not a lot of people, okay, our age, that can talk about Barry Bonds as a Pittsburgh Pirate. You know, that they saw that. You know, 
uh, we saw every year of Pujols' career. Um, I would love to see him get at least maybe 705. Um, but this is last I'm, I'm year, gonna... right? Well, this is last year, right? Yeah, he's already said that he will be retiring at the end of this year. Um, and it came out today he is going to let the fan who caught the 700th home run ball keep the 700th home run ball. His quote was, souvenirs are for fans. That's dope. I love that. That's dope. You know, the um, so this this man is a bona fide Hall of Famer. You know, legitimately, this is not one of those guys where, like, you watch his career and then he makes the Hall of Fame. And you're like, oh, yeah, he did have a great career. Like, there is no doubt Albert Pujols is a Hall of Famer. And, and we have gotten to watch that entire 20-year career. It I hope, is, you, I hope you feel the same way if he's on, if he, you know, announces that he was on steroids. You know. I mean, listen, Pujols. For what we know, the reason why Pujols gets a lot of celebration is the fact because he is the one person that we kind of like have absolutely no evidence that he's ever done it on uh, not clean. Oh, oh! Before we move on to the next topic, I want to ask you guys: Does Aaron Judge does he stay a Yankee or does he move on? No, they spoiled that. And and if he moves on, what team would you like to see him on? The Boston Red Sox. I know people see him as a Met. No, yeah, no. Listen, you know what? If he's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be terrible. But yeah, if I, if I would, if I want it, listen. There's two places. If he leaves, which I hope he doesn't. I really hope the Yankees pull the full court press on this. They're gonna have to pay him, and they're gonna have to pay the premium. They're not paying just the top. Pre- In the words of Fat Joe, yesterday's price is not today's price for Aaron Judge. I want three hundred million. And I, hope he goes, I hope he goes price. to the Mets. I hope he goes to the Mets. <laughs> yeah. If he's going to go anywhere, I would like for him to either go to the Mets or go home to San Francisco. Uh, he's a he's a California kid. Um, you know, he grew up a Giants fan. So if you're going to go, go to San Francisco, go home. No. I, I can't blame you for that. Fuck that. Um, Get that money, bro. You that know, $300 million. Get that money. Don't be stupid. Get the money. Listen, the Yankees I, and the Mets are the only one that's going to give him the no, money that he San wants. The Giants could pay him. The Giants could pay him. The Giants could pay him. Listen, every team has the ability, just about every team has the ability to put one of those contracts on their payroll. The question is if the, if the owner wants to do it. I think the only teams that really don't have the financial resources to do it are like the Athletics, the Twins, the Kansas City Royals, those really um, small market teams. Um, I am holding out hope that Aaron Judge stays a Yankee. Um, I think the bigger question is, is whether or not he's going to break this record because he's been pressing the last couple of games since he made it to, since he made it to 60, he's been pressing and, you know, and then they're walking him. So, you know, it's going to be very intriguing to see if he actually does break the record and I'd like for him to do it at Yankee stadium, which would be great. Um, but you know, the Yankees play themselves with Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's not the first time they did some stupid yeah, shit like that. Play the game. They they love ruining fucking. They love ruining relationships. Listen, they tried to do it with Jeter. They got they lucky to Bernie. respond Jeter. They did it they with Bernie. They almost did it with Bernie Williams. He knew that. They oh, almost man. lost Bernie. So a lot. They under they underpaid Bernie. That's my opinion. But we're not going. Oh no! They, they they tried to underpay Bernie, and then the Red Sox had made them have a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. And then they paid that man. Yeah. But hopefully Aaron Judge stays in the Yankee uniform. I'm just telling you right now, if anybody knows where I can get an official 
Albert Pujols, St. Louis Cardinals jersey. I need one. I need one of those. Bro, Google works. But yeah. with that being said, the biggest – well, the, the Monday night extravaganza will be <laughs> Dallas Cowboys <laughs> versus the New York Giants. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game. I am too, but I'm more so looking forward to – what Michael Parsons is going to do now that he's been low-key kind of called out and been made aware of to Lawrence Taylor because he's been there's been a lot of comparisons as far as Michael Parsons being the, the, the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor has gone on record and says, I have not seen him, but I will be at the game, and he has to show me what he what who who he really is. And if he is what they say he is, I will gladly let him know that you 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 are that guy. So with that being said, I'm asking the question to the table. Is Michael Parsons the next Lawrence Taylor? I think we need time. I think we need a little bit more time to say that. Uh, he's also on the Cowboys, so there's that. Um, I think he's a really, really good player, and he can be – in that same level where um, where like a, uh, what is his name, Khalil Mack is, where uh, uh, possibly a Ray Lewis is. But he still needs to prove himself. And he needs to do this just not on the Cowboys for me to think that he is um, close to Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor is a generational talent. And, 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 and here's the thing. Micah Parsons could do, does he have the athletic ability to do what Lawrence Taylor did in his heyday? Of course. NFL players today are bigger, faster, stronger. It is what it is. But Micah Parsons can never, ever be the next Lawrence Taylor. You know why? Let's hear it. One simple reason. Crack. crack. He ain't doing it on crack. He's not doing it on crack. That's right. If Micah Parsons was doing this while high on crack, Bro. talk to me then. Y'all not, y'all not fitting to play my boy LT. <laughs> Yo. Y'all not fitting to play my boy LT. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking, Yo. well, we can't do it for good people. We don't be doing crack. So right. Like, oh. LT did Y'all it while high on crack. Do you know how Let's hard it is to play the superior athlete? You got to relax. Y'all all got to relax. Y'all and the crack. And I the can't crack. believe. I'm done. I don't even got nothing to say after that. Y'all the fact that he was able to do all that <laughs> on drugs and alcohol, that speaks to his superhuman abilities. Yo, I forgot all about that shit. That's Hall of Fame worthy right there. For you to be able to do all of that and be on crack, man. Like, Listen, you deserve it. There's, you deserve there's only Hall of Fame. one thing. There's oh only God, one thing. Bro. There's oh only one God. thing in the history of sports. There's only one thing in the history of sports that is better than what Lawrence Taylor did in his career while high on crack. There's oh only one thing better, and that is in 1970. When Doc Ellis, pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, pitched a perfect damn game while high on LSD. Oh, my God. Do you know how hard it is to do anything on LSD? We ain't never going to have people. No, Peter, tell us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
A man pitched a perfect game while high on LSD. That is the only thing. The only thing that is greater than Lawrence Taylor's career while high on crack. Oh my God. Was Lawrence Taylor on crack or coke? Oh my God. Aren't they the same thing? They're just variants of the same thing. They're variants of the same thing. They're variants of the same thing. They're variants of the same thing. But, um, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, Joe. We ain't never going to have I mean, listen, Lawrence Taylor, okay. Mm, I like rocks. Oh my God. Between Tavia calling fucking Kevin Durant a peasy head person to me. Wanting to piss on James Dolan desk. Oh my I never god! Said that about Kevin Durant. Oh my god, Joe! We are never going to have people. Listen, <laughs> understand something. Lawrence Taylor ended up doing what he did with crack and becoming Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor could have very easily have been the Pookie of the NFL. You got to relax. Okay, this man could have been like Chris Rock in New Jack City. Okay, like this. Okay. While playing football. No, this man went on to have a Hall of Fame career while high on crack. Did we take points off because it wasn't his whole career? Oh, my God, Joe. The the only reason why I take points off is because people also forget. People also do forget. Now, here's where I will give Micah Parsons a little bit of an edge over Lawrence Taylor. What? You know... One thing, yeah. one thing. Time out, Tay. Hear me he's out. Not gonna, he's not going to get no Super Bowl ring. No, 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 no. Hear me out for a second, Tay. The right. one thing <laughs> that I will give Micah Parsons a little bit of an edge over Lawrence Taylor. Micah Parsons has nobody else on that defense. Lawrence Taylor had some fantastic Hall of Fame caliber teammates on those Giants defenses that allowed for him, that, that, that made his job a little bit easier. Just a little bit. Micah Parsons is doing this with nobody else. Oh, shut up. Oh, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You oh, tell dude. me who on the Dallas Cowboys defense is, is Harry Carson. Who's the Harry Carson on that defense? No. Nobody. No, I'm no. sorry, history book. I didn't know who Harry Carson was. Wow. That's right. First of all. That's right. I said history book. I Michael know Parsons. <laughs> Micah Parsons. Will never be NFL MVP. I'm sorry, I don't see that happening. I don't see it either. But you know, I, mean, I don't see him being a Super Bowl champion under the um, Dallas Cowboys banner. I think he picked the wrong team. Oh, the wrong team picked him. Um, I don't know. You know, he was he was part of that. You know, he was part of that the Crunch Bunch. I don't know, y'all. You know, Lawrence Taylor was part of music. Cause y'all y'all shitting on Lawrence Taylor and I ain't with it. Bye. No, he's not. We're not. I'm just saying. Let's y'all the one that started with One, two, three, four, five. Wait, wait. <laughs> Why my picture ain't up there? Why my picture ain't up there, Dre? I'm feeling some type of goddamn way, Dre. Oh, I'm gonna get into that. Why would your picture Put be up there? You win. I, you... One, two, three, four, five. Also, hold on. Can we just say something real quick, though? Tay? I didn't do that, yeah. Uh, Tay, can we say something real quick, though? Um, does, does anybody remember who was the defensive coordinator during Lawrence Taylor's incredible run on the Giants' defense? 
Fool Pete. <laughs> tell us, Pete. Goddamn, tell us. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Who? Bill Belichick. I fucking got that right. Bill Belichick. Bill okay. Belichick was a defensive player. Right, but look at it. When has Bill Belichick been able to do these? It was Bill Belichick all along. He made Lawrence Taylor's career. He no. made Tom Brady's Lawrence career. Lawrence Taylor made Lawrence Taylor. That's Tom Brady made Tom Brady. I wasn't Crack, crack I made Lawrence Taylor. I wasn't Tom Brady won a Super Let me tell you something. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Look at that damn roster, Tavia. Come on. That roster was not that impressive. I'm that sorry. roster was stacked. They were not that impressive. That's it. not that That's, impressive. You got their best roster was when they had Randy Moss in the team. It's very no, bad roster. The Buccaneers. That's what we're talking about. But that, talking even about that, Buc. even that, who did they beat again? They beat fucking Patrick Mahomes. The Patrick Mahomes Chiefs, by all design, were a better team than the Buccaneers that beat them. Yeah, but that defense was trash. I mean, the, um, the Buccaneers, the um, the what you call the Chiefs were a better team. The they Chiefs' offensive line team. was trash. The offensive line was horrible. And they still won a Super Bowl with that with that offensive line the year before. So well, listen, Belichick, Belichick has been Belichick has been blessed. I mean, again, he was a I defense. Hate when y'all say somebody made somebody else's career. But I was I was just joking around. But but also, I think you know this I, does I let this does this does lend credence to the fact that Bill Belichick has been blessed in his career because you are the defensive coordinator of what is considered to be one of the greatest defensive. Linebacking cores in history with that that the 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 big blue wrecking crew, the Giants defense of the 80s. So you were the defensive coordinator of four future Hall of Fame linebackers on that team. And then you end up in New England with what ends up being the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Like, yeah, Belichick and, and the thing is Belichick has 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 shit the bed in other situations when he was in Cleveland and things like that. But better New England. Tom you know, Brady. he has been put into some great situations in his career. But going into pick five. Hold on, before you go into pick five, I just, I just want to take this time to say thank you, Larry. Larry's proud of me right now. I got that one trivia question right. It would have been it would have been better if you would have used that in our trivia game like two years ago instead of the Jack Tunney shit. But that's neither here nor there. You pick, need to stop disrespecting five. Jack Tunney. Jack Tunney. That's what I got to say about that. Wow, Tunney. terrible. We need to stop talking about Jack Tunney because it, it, it's over. I don't care. It would have been I would have been two years in a row. I would be a champion right now. And and and, and I got screwed. Who the hell remembers Jack Tunney, Tay? Nobody. Nobody. Coliseum Damn. home video does. Ooh. Go to the pick up. I don't like your aggressiveness. You're a bit too aggressive about this Jack Tunney. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, pick five. I don't, care, I don't care who wins. I just hope you lose. This is true. Ooh. Pick five last week was a little We're talking about Peter, back. right? We're talking about, about Matt. Matt. No, we're talking oh. about Matt. Why can't yeah, I win? Over? Yeah, it's because I'm predominantly a basketball fan. That's what this is about. Uh, hold on. Let's, 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 let's get to the pick five. Let's get to the pick five. Last week, pick five was a little bad for all of us. He's just um, happy because he's in the lead. That's what this is about. Well, no, pick five was bad across the board for all of us. Um, Tay, Matt, and Dre all went one and four. I didn't do much better two and three. It was a terrible week for all of us in pick five um, across the board. Overall standings at the end of two weeks. Uh, I am at the top at six and four. Tay at three and seven. Dre and Matt at two and eight after two weeks. 
So, so let us get into – give me one second while I pull up the games. Anybody have the games right in front of them? I got to pull them up on my phone. But this week? You should, ha- you should have them pulled up, sir. You should have them pulled I up. I know. You talking about this week? Yes, sir, this week. Bills and Dolphins. Okay, let's start there with the Bills and the Dolphins. This is easy. I mean, you said that. It's not that easy. Tua is playing about the Ravens. You said that about the Ravens and Dolphins. Goddamn game. Y'all got to relax. Like, granted, I got to eat my words for what I said last week, but it's still one goddamn game. Tua had six touchdowns. Four in the fourth quarter. And you said it was easy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Bills and Dolphins. He's doing that on on the Bills defense? Who do you got? He's doing that on the Bills defense. I'm well, they just lost Micah Hyde for the year. I'm picking the Bills. Tua is Josh Allen. Taking the Bills. Tua is not Josh. Who Allen. are you taking, Peter? I am also taking the Bills. Yeah. So it was easy. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to. Go, <laughs> let me tell you something. It's gonna be hard for me to go against the Bills at all this season. Same here. Same but, here. Um, I just can't deny that. Um, I think Tua's rating over the past two weeks has only is only seconded to Josh Allen. So we just can't just act like Tua was a, a flash pan, a, a a flash in the pan. Kyler Murray was looking like an MVP the first four se- four games of the season last year. Look at him. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> and that and that's the, actually the only kind of oops. Right. That's actually the only early game that we're picking, though. I think one of the best games that's going to happen on the one o'clock slate uh, is going to be Detroit and Minnesota. I think that's going to be a sleeper, really good game. So who do you think is going to win? But we're not picking that game. I'm just saying, I think that's going to be a really good game on the one o'clock slate. (laughs) If if you ask me, I'm probably going to (laughs) win. I'm tired, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at my door since oh. this morning. Oh, oh shit. Let's get to the afternoon game. <laughs> the was, late afternoon game that, that we are picking. <laughs> the late afternoon late. Let's go with the defending champion Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. I got the Rams. I don't I even the- want to choose them, but I have to. I got the Cardinals. I got the Cardinals. Matt? I, I got the Rams, even though the Cardinals pissed me off last week. But yeah, and that and that's what makes it tough for me. I'm gonna, you know, I want I want to take the Cardinals because I think they're a better team, but they are starting notoriously slow in these games. And Murray's having to come back all the time. I'm gonna pick the Rams, but I honestly think the Rams are not looking as good as they did last year. Last year. They're not at all. Not at all. At all. Uh, let's go to our next afternoon game. We have the 425 game between the Green Bay Packers going to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. I'm picking Psycho Tom. I'm also picking the Bucks. I'm sorry. I hate – listen, I was going to pick Green Bay initially. I really was. I really was going to pick Green Bay. But now – Green Bay just lost the only receiver that they had. Sammy Watkins is now on the injured reserve. Shit. I was going to go with Green Bay, too, believe it or not. Hey, Randall Cobb and the rest of them. Randall Cobb. I think he's questionable. He wasn't listed officially as out. I'm going and um, 
Now their running game showed out last week. Yeah, they did. Uh, matter of fact, no, we're going to Tampa Bay. Going to Tampa Bay. Wait, you you picking against yo yo man? I can explain why. Because though Tampa Bay's offense has been pedestrian, that defense has stepped up and built Tom Brady out of out of a lot of these games. So I mean, yeah. I expect Tampa Bay's defense to put a stranglehold on Green Bay's offense, which also has been ridiculously bad, dropping fucking passes and shit, forgetting their routes and everything. But again, like I said, I expect Tampa Bay's defense to be the winners of this whole game. So yeah, I'm going with Tampa Bay. Well, maybe if Aaron Rodgers came to uh, played in the preseason. He'll know about his receivers. He was too good. I like, I like how y'all always try to blame Aaron, and Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think Tom Brady is risking his marriage just to play in the NFL. That's a lot about his stupid ass. Like, what the no, I don't care that about shit. You don't put no ultimatums on me. You put an ultimatum on me. I'm doing exactly what you told me not to do. All right, Tay. But my whole thing is, do you need to play this season? Yes. With your career being the way that it is, did you need to play this season? Yes. Why? What do you? What do you mean? Like Let me tell you something. I understand it because I have that level of tenacity, and I get it. You get what I'm saying? Like, what more do you have to prove? Like, I don't have to prove nothing to none of y'all motherfuckers. I got to prove it to myself. I hear you, Marianne. Give me the damn um, nail polish. Like, I, but I, I think I think I think Matt has a point. I don't think I don't think Tom needed to play this season. I think he wanted to. Um, I also wonder if there are maybe some issues going on that we don't know about to why he just felt like being at home wasn't. I, I think maybe some of these issues between him and Giselle may go deeper than we know. I don't know. I don't want to I don't think so. I think when you're not ready, you're not ready. When you're really not ready, maybe when he retired, he didn't feel like it was ready. Was he so depressed that he didn't win the Super Bowl? Like, does he have to go out on a Super Bowl victory? Yes. I don't know. Go to Listen, the everybody could be John Elway. Everybody picked the, the everybody picked. No, um, yeah, I need uh, Bucks. Tay's picking Tampa Bay as well. All right, let's go to our next game, the final game. Um, uh, uh, sorry, the the evening game, the final Sunday game. San Francisco and Jimmy G. He gave him a much needed charge. I mean, this guy. The locker room is really pulling from him. Because Trey Lance is a is 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 bum. He, he is got, ass. He got hurt, Pete. He got he ass. He got hurt. What is wrong with you? He is ass personified. You really you just jumping from quarterback to quarterback to trash. You went from Mitch Trubisky to this dude. Who, by the way, you're right. Mitchell Trubisky's a bum. I'm sorry. Exactly. I I There's no. nothing I can say about that. Exactly. Bum. God, remember damn. I said it during the game. I said, Pete, "Oh my God, he's really a bum." How, how did we get? How did we get off? I'm sorry. How did we get off Aaron Rodgers not connecting with his damn teammates? Yeah, because Matt don't want to. can't connect either <laughs> on the pass. That's why. But That's the correlation. Aaron, at least I said Tom Brady risked his marriage to go to preseason. Hit a shot, come! I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And Aaron Rodgers didn't even call his parents for what? Listen, Trubisky's trash. He's been high in the forest. Trubisky's trash. I I, re- I heard that interview too. I was like, what is, 
doing, bro? Yeah, yeah. Like, he yeah. Had a come in and don't take I a shot. Like, it, it was on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, I heard it. I was like, what is he? Yo, doing, he bro? don't like he get hot in the forest and don't shower for like three days. He reminds me of one time back, way back in the days. I'm not going to say what I did, but I woke up next to a guy. It wasn't sexual or anything like that, but I woke up next to a guy who was musty. And I was like, that's the last time I'm going to do X. Not ecstasy, but weed. I was about to say weed. <laughs> I was about to say what? Yo, uh, <laughs> if somebody close to you, bro, and see if they got an open spot on the panel. E- yo, e- e- bro. Oh man, I was about to say. Oh, um, so we got we got to have some talk after the show, huh? Yo, listen. What the like, that about? I feel like my face was a living Charlemagne meme for a minute when she was telling that story. I wasn't even looking. I was painting my nails. My, it was just like a. I woke up next to this guy. I don't even know how we got here. Because he I was thinking about Aaron Rodgers doing psychedelics in the forest and not taking showers and just sitting there and just sweating all the weed and LSD out of his pores, fam. And I don't care. No one could tell me anything different. Why do white people have an aversion to soap? They don't like to wash their hands. They don't like to wash their ass. They like they out here. They out here giving their children baths every. Well, when Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis came out, said they only they only give their children a bath every once a week. When they when they have to. Yeah, like do y'all wonder, do y'all wonder why y'all kids be loving the nanny, the black nanny, because she wash your kids every day. They like right. hey, that time. <laughs> She wash your kids and and, 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 and mammy mammy rubs you rub, rub you listen. Mm. Please go to the NBA before we get canceled. <laughs> San Francisco and Jimmy G go into the high altitude of Denver to take Russell take on Russell Wilson Russell Wilson and the underwhelming Denver Broncos. Well, San Francisco. I'm going I'm Denver. San Francisco Dre is taking the Broncos. Matter of fact, let me sleep on that. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah, because I'm feeling that the Broncos might pull that one out. Yeah. Uh, I am actually going to take. I'm, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some faith in it, but this is going to be that last time. I don't know what's going on in Denver right now. Why that team is is, is starting so slow and un- underwhelming. The coaches know. I'm gonna take Denver simply because I think this team either is going to have to turn it on. Or this is just going to be a lost cause for them. This has to be the game, especially at home in Denver. You got San Francisco coming to the high altitude. Um, that defense is really going to rush Jimmy G. So it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, I know George Kittle is back this week. Um, so I'm going to take Denver, but I easily could see this being an L and San Francisco taking this win. Dre, who, who, who you picked, Dre? He picked Denver. He said, he picked, we all picked Denver. Oh, me and Oh, you yeah. and Matt said you wanted to sleep on it. No, yeah. I said Denver. I said oh, Okay, you got Denver. I'm going to sleep on it. All right. And our final game this week. How are you and Giants-Cowboys? Is the Monday night game. Giants versus the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys. He actually did good. He did do very well. That's why everybody started asking the question of whether or not Dak's still going to be the starter when he come back. 
They paid that man too much money to bench him. I'm sorry. He's playing. <laughs> I don't even know why y'all even questioning that shit. He heisted Jerry Jones. That nigga's playing. No, he didn't. Why. You know he had to go. You know he had to go through to get that bread. That's yeah, that's right. he, had he had to fight for that bread. He deserved every dollar because you paid Ezekiel, Mister Crop Top Elliot over here, who ain't done shit in years. Uh, stop hating on my man's crop top. Okay, that's a statement. But you would. I imagine that's how I look in the crop top, just like how Ezekiel Elliot looks in the crop top. I believe in. Yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> my only issue with that, my only issue with it is like you you gave Ezekiel Elliott this money with no problems, but you gave Dak all this fucking heartache just to get his money. I'm That's the problem to me. I'm going with the Giants. So with that being said, I have to jump y'all. I actually am taking the Giants as well. Um, this may be the week that they come back to Earth. But I am taking the Giants. I think this is the week they come back to Earth too, Pete. But you know I, what? I feel that too. I feel this may be the week. Um, they've been looking a little bit too good. Right. They haven't looked too this good in years. We know. But but I, I think Saquon, I think Saquon is better than Ezekiel Elliott. I think I Saquon is better. That's I think obvious. That's um, obvious. He's just I think, time. I think the Giants. Uh, the Giants are really motivated to play for Brian Dable, uh, which is a really big thing. And I think – I don't know if Cooper Rush can do it two weeks in a row. That's my big thing. That's why I'm picking the Giants. Yeah, but I don't think Daniel Jones could do it for three weeks in a row. <laughs> or the whole season. Yeah. Or the whole season for that matter. Yeah. But, but I'm going with the Giants, too. Thank you so much. Wait, who's Matt Dre taking? He's taking the Giants. He said the Giants. Yeah, I, you, you don't even gotta ask me that. Why am I taking the Cowboys? Ew. <laughs> it's like yuck, yucky. Bro, it's Cooper Rush. I don't have no faith in Cooper Rush. Granted, he played great. Well, Bye, guys. Okay. Love you. Later. 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 Have, um, have a good night on your your thing. And never forget, Brett Favre tried to steal welfare money. He's a welfare queen. <laughs> the welfare poster child. <laughs> He's trying to steal welfare money to build a volleyball court. But yeah. And on that, ladies and gentlemen, unlike Andre Iguodala coming back for a 19th season. That was announced. We, yeah, he, he came back and said he's coming back for the 19th season with the Warriors. Oh, well, that's dope. Because you know. Udonis Haslam, that's awesome. But uh, no, he, he plays better than Udonis Haslam. That's a fact. And yeah. more minutes. Yeah. I, I, can, I would trust Andre Iguodala to spot start before I trust Udonis Haslam to spot start. I thought you was about to say some Max Kellerman shit because then I'm like, all right, we got to wrap this shit up. You no, no, no. <laughs> but um, well, you have to wrap this shit up. Yeah, we definitely got to wrap this shit up. Pete, so, you want to un- be honest? Un- yes. Yeah, so up. unlike Andre Iguodala, we will not be coming back for an extra 10 minutes right now. We are out of here. Thank you to everybody on the Jabba Tears Network, all the shows, the Jabba Tears Podcast, Two and a Half Bros, Sassone Talk, everything. We thank y'all all for tuning in to the Your Sports Show for the Queen, Queen Tay, for the soul of R&B, Big Baby. Big for, Baby. For Matt and for myself, the voice of Generation Pete Rosado. We will see you next week right here on the Your Sports Show. Peace.